I was listening to uh, a different queer podcast today just to like see what people are talking about. And you know what I noticed about our podcast versus, you know, we say like we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Yeah. I was like, one of the things about it is like how many queer people speak in up talk and we never do that. What do you mean? A, you know, you don't know what up talk is like the when you end your sentences on a question mark. No, I do, but no. I just didn't know like if there was like a specific queer version of that where you're like, oh, that's the queer up talk versus like the Valley Girl it up just talk. Happens or, all, I, well, it's just it's just. I, mean, a I just voice don't know that if that's a good idea. Like, should we yeah. be really having that stance on reproductive rights? There's a lot of folks who believe that the pride flag belongs to no one. I mean, whatever. Just a, I mean, it's like, well, I think what it is. is oh fuck! I just kicked my fucking. Hello, hello. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is that like it they think it makes them seem contemplative right. and like they've really thought about this. Like, I mean, I'm you know, I could be wrong, but like yeah. I, it's kind of how you I read a thing where it was like, you know, uh women use the word just more often than mm-hmm. men do because it softens their things. I think right. queer people probably up top because it makes them sound a bit more like open thoughtful to, well open not just thought- thoughtful but like accepting open. of other points like my opinion is just my opinion like obviously you know it doesn't hold much water anybody else's opinion like there, there's no you know what i mean like it's yeah it's that kind of thing it's like i don't want to take a very strong position because then that could because i always need to be recognizing that other people and acknowledging even through my tone of voice and cadence and this intonation of the sentence yeah that other people could be having other experiences it's like inclusifying language but in its inclusifying tone like it's like with inherent in in their tone is that other but other pew points might be even better than mine but it's annoying to listen <laughs> it's fucking to. annoying i cannot stand listening to up talking anyone um and yeah so i was like i think that's part of why i'm like yeah if you don't like the you know people who use folks every third word and well, i think folks up, are just getting tired you're not my <laughs> fucking grandmother yeah keep the word folks <laughs> to me it was like obama had, st- had started using folks i don't know if this is where Look, it came it's fine. from some people it, fine. it fits it fits their it's use just, it it's doesn't like, have to if you, the word people is fine too how is the word people um, sexist or transphobic or homophobic or colonializing or whatever. Well, I, because I, I think people hear the word folks and it adds like this like genial quality to it that's typically associated with southernness, right? Well, we know they're just folk, right? At it's like, first, it was like, yeah, because like George, if the folksy, people talked about George Bush being folksy and then Obama was using the word folks a lot and it sounded you know, like hip and cute and inclusive, whatever. And now it's spelled with an X and you can even hear it when it's spelled with an X in people's voices. And it's just like, what was, was folks with a K not inclusive? Yeah. Like you just wanted to throw an X in there I've, for I've fun. I've looked I into it. it. I, I didn't see like a, I mean, in my like, you know, quick cursory 30 second Google yeah. search and scan, right? When I say I looked into it, that's usually what I mean. It's like, look, I spent like 45 seconds yeah. Googling it and like, I didn't see anything about it having like a racist background. I think, I think maybe it's just happens that like X is used a lot of times to make things gender neutral. Right. And we live in an internet age where people make up words. And so it just happens that like queer people started using folks with an X and it looks like, and it looks like they're trying to be progressive, but really it's virtue signaling to me at this point. It just immediately became virtue signaling people who use the word folks constantly in their dialogue. And then as well as spelling it out that way. And again, it's like, it's one thing if you use it sometimes, but it's as if the word people or something, you know, has become one of the taboo words we don't say somehow the word people is not inclusive enough. And as if, 
the word folks, especially with an X, is the one word that you should use to to refer to groups of people. I'm like, I I don't see I don't that. I don't, yeah. So just like the fact of like, you know, we just don't speak in uptalk. We don't use the word folk. I mean, I think that does a lot to um, make us stand out from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Obnoxious. But I mean, a lot, uh, which is a, to lot, say, a of... lot of people like those podcasts. And if you're one of the folks who really likes those podcasts, <laughs> like who are we to say? No, no, no. If you're one of those folks. <laughs> yeah. Folk, folks. Yeah. Please pronounce it. Um, I don't play folk rock. I play folks folk rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, this is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. So I've been I've been a lazy piece of shit today, mm. but, but not really. I feel like I, I consider what I'm doing a little bit of research, actually. Sure. But uh, I finally I found the best piece of erotica I've ever read. Okay, the, it's the only thing I've read that's like, God, it's well written. Mm-hmm. Like you know, not just from a grammatical standpoint, which is already like hard, hard to, to find. find. Mm-hmm. Like people are fucking terrible writers. They're like thought trainings of thought like jump from place to place. Their sentences don't make sense or they're structured weirdly. It's like that's yeah. You need some periods in here. That's not how you use commas. Just stop trying to use a semicolon until you've mastered those first two, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I've been reading this, like, uh, ABDL little erotica called Breaking the Girl. Uh, fuck, who wrote it? Uh, I think her name's Kimmy or something like that. I, I forget. I'll, I'll have to jump back in later and, like, say it when I look it up. But, like... It's brilliant in that, like, not only is it well written, but it's a legitimate story. Like, yeah. usually, even when I'm reading erotica, I fucking skim through some shit because I'm like, because people aren't good writers. Right. People can't tell an engaging story. How to build the tension. Yeah. Even if, it, well, yeah. even if it's mundane stuff about their day at the office, which is affecting this character's development. Like, it's the first erotica I've read uh, that's like, that has genuine character development right. and motivation in it. And it's like, fucking, it's enthralling. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's so nice because I'm like, Oh my god, I've been like looking for this for so long. And not just this specifically, because it is my like fetish, right? You know, my king. Like I love being a little, it's a big part of it, but like it's it's hard to find good lesbian little erotica sure. that's not written by a man and is written well and has good character development and is sexy a mix of like sexy and tension release, right, and building and all these things. And it's blown my mind, you yeah. know? It makes me really sad. It made me really sad when I first found it because I was like, fuck, dude, like this proves that people can do it because like I've paid for erotica too. you know, Mm -hmm. most of the stuff I read is free because most of the people writing it are writing it for free online, like posting it. Some people do Patreon stuff, but like even the erotica I've paid for, I'm like, this is what I paid five dollars for. This is what I paid. This is fucking this is like fucking high school freshman writing this. Like, they should be paying me to read this and, and then, help Yeah, them. and like they don't, I like, because you know, they don't do a lot of things that uh, uh, most erotica writers seem to do, which is like 
I feel like everybody's on the search for like the next cool thing to call genitals or yeah. something. And it's just like, don't, don't like, th- don't say like, you know, put his member into her throbbing, like, you know, chasm or, you know, like yeah. that isn't the fuck that just say like he stuck his dick in her, pl- yeah. you know, like you can Most say of the time you just want to use dick, cock, pussy. You can, and you can make that sound sexy yeah. and non vulgar. Right. But you have to be a good writer to do it. Right. Using flowery language to juge up genitals <laughs> doesn't make you a good writer. Yeah. It makes you sound like a fucking like incel libertarian online. Yeah. Like those people that use words that are too big. Like that's what your erotica sounds Seriously. like. Seriously. Incel erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read erotica from the point from like written by incels. You know what I mean? And people then have he, never <laughs> Well, according to my knowledge, what he <laughs> I have no first hand right. of this experience. Uh-huh. See what they write. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice because, like, especially with like little stuff and ABTL stuff, you know, erotica so often focuses because people are bad writers, focuses on action only, mm. the internal dialogue and character right. development, which is really what most kink is about. Right. Action is kind of the secondary aspect of kink right. and BDSM and fetish stuff. Yes, yeah, that psych- yeah. yeah, and so like most, a lot of people writing erotica just focus on like here's what they were doing, and like that's why I'm usually skipping their like intermediate well writing and like yeah, and going to like whatever they're written out, whatever yeah. they've written out. Because like I'm just masturbating, I just want to get off to this, and like I can't stay hard enough through your first <laughs> two paragraphs to like jerk off. Just like a video of uh, maybe your only fans of like you trying to read stay people's erotica hard. and you just keep going limp. <laughs> With the pros, <laughs> uh, yeah, the stay hard challenge. For <laughs> yeah, can you read the shitty erotica and actually stay hard? <laughs> but yeah, like, forget the shampoo bottle challenge. Like I started this because somebody posted. I forget where I saw it. I think it was on Tumblr somewhere. Someone's like, "Hey, this is the best like you know ABDL little erotica I've ever read." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ooh, gonna save that for later for a rainy day." And I woke up this morning and like wanted to masturbate but didn't want to watch porn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go check that erotica out. And usually when people say it's great, they just mean that like the detail of like the sex yeah. acts or like the action. They is got like, something right. Yeah, they <laughs> got something right. You know? <laughs> it's like it's like graduating from high school. You right. just have to get something right. And they're like, just get across that stage, kid. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, but when I looked it up, it's 37 chapters. Mm-hmm. It's like a novel. Yeah, it which is, is always long. a good sign because that yeah. means some people have been encouraging them to continue. Yeah, and it means well. that they had like the Passion intelligence and will and to string together yeah. like uh, 30, unless it's just 37 pages of the Can same you thing. Imagine? <laughs> and then <laughs> they so fucked her this way, and then she fucked her that way. Jeez, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. But uh. You know, I started off and I started kind of like casually touching myself because when I like read erotica, I like, I don't like jerking off. I just like that yeah. casual touch just to kind of you keep yourself up. like turned on as you read through it. But then like I eventually I, I found myself just not touching myself and just yeah, reading. wrapped in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then and then it hit me again where I was like, holy fuck, this is the first time this has ever happened. Mm-hmm. I've never been so engaged with erotica and had erotica written specifically for my taste. Yeah. That it that it captured me. Because I've read some longer stuff for like especially like hypnotism things and like high fantasy non consent things and, you know, weird shit like that, right? You know, monsters fucking me. I read longer stories, but it's mm-hmm. this is the first time I've really been happy with the thing. I'm honestly like I'm once you leave, I'm going to sit down and finish reading it. Like, sure. I'm finishing this book today. Yeah. And and I'm going to, like, copy and paste every chapter into a Word document so I don't lose it. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and fucking hunt down this author and be like, See do you have... Anything else. Do you have... Yeah. A, not that. Do you have a Venmo? Do you have oh, a cash-up yeah, thing, good. man? Like, 
I like I want to pay this person. Yeah, like I, I, I because I because they've done like such a good thing for me and for this like little community. Yeah, no pun in, pun intended. Pun in, no pun intended. Community. L- little community. Oh, little, <laughs> little community. That's mm-hmm. um, like like thank you. Like seriously, thank you for like giving me like a well written story by a woman. Yeah, and it's a lesbian. You know, it's about lesbians, lesbians and there's some and straight jumpers. people in it. Mm-hmm. Well, not just in diapers. It's, it's specifically no, about like, um, like one the main character Vanessa, who is like a caregiver or a top or a dominant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who has had like two or three, you know, girlfriends that have, she's like convinced, not convinced, but like has seen their inner little and brought it out of them. But none none of those relationships have worked, and she's finally found this one girl who she sees the inner little inner that like needs to be out that's afraid of like that's ashamed of like expressing herself like she doesn't even know that she's little she's Mm -hmm. she can she's pretty vanilla and probably thinks of herself as vanilla but she's working to coax that side of her out to like let her be okay with exploring her feelings right Uh and so most of the story so far has just been about her trying to get this girl to like her and trying to get this girl to open up about some of the feelings that she has and about her dynamics within the community and her past relationships like it's it's really brilliantly written. Nice. I mean, it's not like a fucking, you know, it shouldn't win like a fucking Pulitzer Prize or not Pulitzer, this journalism. Um, uh, fucking literary award. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um, you know, but it shouldn't it, win any awards. It, it but. shouldn't win awards, <laughs> but it, you know, I mean, there's still typos in it occasionally, but like it's, it legit looks like somebody who knows how to write, yeah. but is writing on a fucking like old school style forum. It's published on a forum. And like, you know, missed that there were two those or that two words in a sentence repeat because, you know, they were clearly cutting and copying and editing it. Right. Uh-huh. So, God, yeah. I don't know, it makes me really happy to see. Well, it's great. Well, Love I think it's a it. really great impulse that you have to go and like try to find their Venmo or something. Um, I think that's like a really nice thing that we all should think about, especially when we do find free things in this world. Like, hey. You know, even if they're not putting it out there, like, hey, here's how to like support me. Try to find it because that's even cooler. It's like so nice. I'm sure that that person will be in, in, insanely grateful. Just I've like, had people do that to me. Yeah, who've like seen my pictures online for free or something, and have found me and been like, hey, like, I don't want to subscribe to your OnlyFans, I but like, can like I you. send you? Yeah. yeah, can I send you twenty bucks? Like, yeah, thank you for this. It's like, oh my god, like, thank you so much. Right. You know, I really appreciate that. I know. I'm assuming other people would appreciate it as well. I agree. I think. I think that needs to be a more common practice with any sort of art where it's like, even if you see a painting online you really like and you're not going to buy a print of it, but you're just like, fuck, that painting moves me. Find that artist and be like, hey, man, like, right, your shit really affected me. Like, can I send you a a little bit of cash or whatever? An Amazon wish list. Yeah. Yeah, What do you, you know? Fuck Amazon, but yeah. And it sucks that like our only form of showing that that that. Not our only form, but that the form of expression of meaningfulness that does mean the most to the person receiving it is monetary. It kind of yeah. sucks that that's the reality we live in. Well, where it's, it's like, hard to find other ways to really support them. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you could just send a well-written message, but it's like, right. that doesn't mean as much as if you send somebody $2. They're right. like, oh, shit. Like, right. the, like it, it's sad that that holds more weight in some ways. Well, we have to pay I mean, for healthcare and the yeah, society and shit like that. <laughs> so if it weren't for that, you know, we could have a different world. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it's a really 
it's such a cool, wonderful act of like kindness and generosity to take the time to go and, and like you said, even if if you if they're you just saw their painting and you don't want to buy it because because that's one of those things you know as comedians you know people comedians who tour and stuff a lot of times will create this merch that everyone knows the people don't really want they don't want junk in their homes they don't want yeah. whatever but we have to have this like this pretend thing, this pretend, you know, something to give them so that they have a way to give us money. Cause a lot of times people are not that comfortable just handing you money to be like, thank you. Can I like tip you for the show? Maybe yeah. the show was free. Maybe the show was five bucks or something, but I, I they don't know what split they don't, in the door they don't want, or whatever you, deal. Exactly. You have they know is. you might not be getting nothing. You might be getting 20 bucks for the show. You might be getting a hundred bucks, but yeah. I, I want to support you. And so it feels awkward to people to just hand you money. Mm-hmm. But if they have a little do fucking hickey, then they're, like okay yeah let me pay you five bucks for this here's a so keychain like, or a sticker guys, just skip it if you want to give any kind of like artist or whatever creative um some <laughs> i don't yeah creative is an app dude um, but <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> yeah people keep doing that my life. okay but if you want to give someone <laughs> that you appreciate some money just give them the money. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. not create garbage so that like, fill our landfills. Create just, more trash that we're all going to throw away after you're right. going to move twice and then find that thing in a drawer and right. be like, well, I don't we give a fuck this about this whistle or kazoo right. or so just whatever, send the money. You know. Speaking of which, if anyone wants to send us money, you know, obviously you can do it at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Yeah. Also, or just Venmo us. What's your Venmo? Ariel Isaac, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-I-S-A-A-C. Uh, my Venmo's Penny Petricor, P-E-N-N-Y hyphen Petricor, P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R. It's like, honestly, both of ours are so difficult. No one knows how to spell either. Well, that way, you names. know, they really care. If they go through the work of like figuring out how to spell it. Also, I might be misspelling my own last name. It's the character, it's, it's the name of a trans character in the TV series, or in the comic series Saga. That's where okay. I got that from. Gotcha. Do you have a uh, weed, by the way? I'm so used oh, to there being weed set up. Yeah, I do this. have weed. I forgot to get it out. I'll be right back. Uh, while Ariel hits the bong, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all you should go subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, I've posted a couple things on there. Whoa, that was weird. And I'm going to keep posting more things. Uh, like the two segments that are up right now. Well, more than that's up, but the two segments I posted most recently are titled... Uh, Marvel comic book universe, women power, free speech, randomness and name changes. Uh, so it's essentially us bitching about the women in the Marvel comic book universe, uh, thoughts on free speech, which wasn't really sex and gender related. So didn't make an episode and then just extra shit about my name change, like a segment that, you know, just we talked about it for a while. It just didn't feel right. and didn't fit. There's another section in there called your kinky, uh, where we talk, which is actually what leads us into talking about how podiums are bad and, uh, Hitler was only powerful because of his podium, uh, into depression, which is Ariel talking about how she's into depressed people and then gender school, which is where we talk about how we should, uh, open up a school to teach trans boys how to be men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there also needs a, you can have the trans women uh, school too. I know that we go in there, but most yeah. of it is like us talking about, cause like it came up where you're like, you didn't know that Coke took car battery acid off of a battery. And then I know. Well, you heard that when I told you on that segment. (laughs) I I can play it back and hear you be like, "Really? (laughs) That sounds like that feels like a memory that I have of yeah of me telling you that it was two years ago. Yeah, it was an earlier. It was an it was that two before we lived together. We recorded that. Okay. Um, 
So you can go check those out on our Patreon. Also, from last week, uh, I'm going to put up a segment where Ariel talks about how uh, she thinks the word ladies is defined in Fiona Apple. And then there's another segment that's going up about how I'm not into watching men be submissive. Uh, <laughs> and who is? Okay. <laughs> but check our Patreon out. It'll be good. Um, yeah, check our Patreon out. Also, you can leave a review for us. We've had a few reviews um, recently. And I'll just read those because, of course, we are still... Don't read them all out. What? You don't think people want to hear the reviews? I mean, I mean, pick pick one, but like, I want people to like go go in fresh, right? Writing their own thing. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like they have to ad- adhere to other people's standards or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just see here. Um. Uh. Well, this is from Fave Jewelry Lady. And five stars. I love this podcast with my whole heart. Ava and Ariel are such great commentators on queer culture and sex. As someone who just came out as non-binary, listening to two queer people talk and laugh has really opened my eyes to the parts of gender and sex I am sometimes afraid to ask. Thank you so much for creating this. I hope the popularity of this podcast continues to grow. And us too. Although sometimes too. I always feel like, dude, if people are getting their like queer news and ideas about... So which, thank God. You know what? Thank God they're getting it from us and not from... Really? Um from those uh, See, I gays. like to think that they get their news from other people, but oh, yeah, they get the perspective from well, us. Well, exactly, yeah. Please don't get your news from here. Um, <laughs> we're not teachers. <laughs> we're, you know, we're just two creatives. We're just two creatives. <laughs> <laughs> tiny pieces of news filter their way through here, but it is, uh, yeah, a tiny, tiny amount of news, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I totally get your... Sp- I should say, I was going to say, because the, t- the truth is I do want people to hear our voices and not just the people who are talking up talk and using the word folks and um apologizing for everything all the time you know you need to know that there's a multiplicity of options of how to view your lived experience out there and and that you can change how you do that at any point in time as we do right and i do continue to meet uh gay queers who like are cool and fun and dark and have different perspectives. I think that's going to be a thing that people come out of the closet about more and yeah. more is like, I think for a while, a lot of queers were afraid of their own people right. and were afraid of like, you know, Saying having people. Ca- mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as we this, talk well, about we're it more, creating a safe space for queers who are not fucking gay to come out of the closet about how not fucking gay you are. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's not to say that you need to shit on all of your other friends, <laughs> although that would be hot to watch. Video mm-hmm. it, put it up on online, yeah. make some money that way. But... Just an OnlyFans <laughs> where we yeah. shit on fucking queer people <laughs> that we don't like. <laughs> oh, you meant literally. For charity. <laughs> <laughs> Just their faces. We could print out faces of annoying queers. <coughs> I'd do that. Who's annoying us this week? And we just shit on, shit on them. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, like, you know... I think it's important, like, I when I think of this as, like, a safe space, right, I don't think of it as, like, a safe space that I want to extend to the world. Yeah. I don't think that everybody should talk or think or do right. the way we do We're in here. We're not in mixed company. Yeah, right I also now. don't think it's safe, and I don't think it's, like, right. smart politically to right. advance our own cause, right? Not I everyone's think. supposed to listen to this podcast. Exactly. If that's not clear. Yes, share the podcast, but not with your mother or yeah. whatever, depending on I your mom. Know, maybe on your, your mom's mom. cool as fuck, in yeah. which case... Tell her to hit me up. Just not with my mother is what I meant. Really. Yes. Hit up uh, Ava if you have a hot MILF and um, share the podcast with cool people who and not and people who like are ready for this. Because if you're at like a stage one or two mind, you know, you're not quite ready for for gender fluids. You could take things the wrong way. But, you know. Yeah. 
Oh, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, I got added to... Th- I just pulled up my Facebook to try and find queer news. But in my own world, queer news, I got added to this Facebook group that I love that I can't say the name of because yeah. I don't want a bunch of people to flood it, even though it's already pretty popular. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to... I don't think we have that many listeners. It's about... It's essentially just pictures of people with food uh, that they... And it started during quarantine. Um, <clears throat> and it's... They're all naked. But it's like on Facebook, so it's all censored. So it's people with food they're making around the house during quarantine, very cleverly covering up all of the parts that Facebook doesn't want you to see. Yeah. And like it has been the largest source of like fun for me over this last week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it sounds silly, but it's like one I love, I mean, you know me, I like everybody. So I love seeing this like wide range of people. There's men and women posting people of all body sizes and shapes, people of all genders and like sexual orientations. There's different styles and like people, you know, are fucking stuck at home. So they're getting creative with it. Like some people are like doing some amazing like outdoor like shots in their backyard, like you know, chips and salsa with like the salsa bowl and like chips like mm-hmm. covering their like vag or whatever. Or like, you know, I've seen one person dressed up as a sexy avocado, uh-huh. just dri- like made like this like avocado outfit and like took like sexy pictures of sexy avocado. It was, it's just, it's really fun for me. It reminds me a lot of burners and like yeah. just kind of the kink community in general, but it's like, I love seeing large groups of adults of a wide variety of like, you know, identities or whatever the fuck you want to say all coming together to be silly and naked. Mm-hmm. It's really heartwarming to me. And, yeah. and the thing is like, cause they are sexy, but they're Facebook appropriate. Uh, and so it's like, there's this fun air of like playfulness to it. It's yeah. not just like fucking look at my sexy. dick and like yeah. fucking jerk off. It's like, yeah, oh, I've definitely come to like several of these <laughs> pictures. Right. But like it, I always browse for a while before that. And then I just get turned on looking at them and it's yeah. like, you know, another thing is like the smiles in people's faces on this page. People are smiling in almost yeah. every picture, and it's like a genuine yeah. smile of like happiness because it's you're you've accomplished this photo shoot and yeah. you're doing something fun and silly. You know, you're sharing your body with this like community of like very supportive, positive people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful. That's really nice. Well, and I think that's so like, yeah, you talk about just how it feels to see people smiling. And I've been thinking about that a lot because of our mask wearing and how we're not seeing each other smile very much. Um, and that really sucks. And I really feel like it's like the best thing that we can do for each other. Usually just in general is to smile. It's really because, you know, if you think someone a little bit doesn't like you, then you get a little weird about them yeah. and then they get a little weird. And if you smile, if one of you smiles, just breaks the chain and smiles then the other person smiles and it's just like, you know, we reverberate, right? And so I'm thinking about like, we really need, like, forget these, all these weird holidays and things that we have. We need an international smile at each other day. Just a day where everyone, like whatever interaction you have, everyone just smiles. Cause you know, there's these times where you pass a neighbor as you're walking or something. And even like now I'm even more conscious of like smiling and, and saying howdy, you know, but even before now, you know, people just feel awkward. They feel vulnerable. They don't know how to make the first move about it. You know, is the other person going to get weird or whatever. So if we could just give each other permission to smile at each other, I just feel like the waves of like love and positivity that we could create, if everyone would just like take a fucking day to just smile at each other in every interaction, you know what I mean? Like that's the rule. And especially like if there's some time where we're like taking our masks off at some, you know what I mean? And there's a day where we could just like, cause otherwise if these masks are here to stay, smiling's gone. Shit. 
Yeah, life's about <laughs> Some to... people are fixing to learn that they have very cunty voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I mean, I've just been sure to like any interaction I have. It's like I'm I want to sound emphatically positive to you verbally. Mm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate blah 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 blah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Wow. Oh, you didn't have to do that. So nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just trying like, extra hard with your voice. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people thank you. You got like, voice you can and say eyebrows. Thank you, like a fucking cunt. It's not yeah. hard. Yeah. You know. Oh, thank you. You know. Yeah. That is one place where up talk isn't a bad thing. Is if you're trying to sound yeah. positive, like I person do, to yeah, person. I do. Yeah. The way you have a good day. You want. You want to end up. Yeah. For the kind of stuff like that, because there are people who don't even seem to hear their tone, usually from the northeast or something, um, where they'll be like, "Have a good day," and I'm like, eh, "What? What are you doing? Thank you." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You you end on up." Okay, you obviously weren't raised in Texas because here... The neutral, drawn-out tone just sounds like apathetic and, and bitchy. And it's usually going down a little bit. Thank you. I hear these people like you saying to, to you know, customers, have it a good day. sounds obligatory. Yeah, have a good day. And it's like, okay, well, clearly you didn't mean that, you know? So, yeah, you always end on, on and up with that. But that's not really up talk. Have a good day because that's not a question. It's just you go, da-da-da-da. I had a listener send us, speaking of listener Ooh. engagement, I had a listener send in a fetish, which mm-hmm. I had never fucking thought of or seen. And you know, that's my favorite thing yes. where it's like, oh my it's God. It's like a real one too. It's not just like lima beans or No, it's random. like, it's like, holy shit. Like I could, I don't this? know if I could get into this in exactly how it's presented, but I could get into this in some way. So it's a picture of a girl with a baby inside her and a dude behind her fucking her coming on the baby. Yeah. And then the caption underneath <laughs> it says, ever fantasize about being a fetus inside your sister's womb while she takes a bunch of, while, while a bunch of guys take turns fucking her, then she gives birth to you and you slide out covered in strangers come and she licks you clean then breastfeeds you. Okay. You're, it has to be your sister. <laughs> I'm just like, yo. <laughs> they added everything. So I mean, there's everything. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. The sister thing, yeah. I don't really want involved in this particular fantasy, yeah. but if you do, leave your dream. Yeah, However, yeah, exactly. They just put it in there for everyone. Everyone the, can cut out the parts they don't want of this and keep the rest because there's so much for everyone. And here's the thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not into this from being the baby's perspective. Yeah, you want to be the chick? I want to be the chick. I would love for a bunch of dudes to raw me while I'm pregnant already, have a baby, and then like the animal I am, natural instinct, lick the baby clean, clean, you know, and then start breastfeeding it. That's super hot to me. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine, like, imagining being the baby... Yeah, I think that people who are imagining themselves as the baby really just want to be the girl. Exactly. I think they're. I think they're being cute. It's like by describing sa- it that I way. I think it's here. a safe way to be like, look, I don't want to be a chick, but like, wouldn't uh-huh. it be fun to be the baby inside the chick as all this stuff happens? There could be some of the people doing that, but I think it's also just like funnier and more interesting to be like, <laughs> you want to be the baby inside your sister? I think they want to be inside. It's somebody who wants to be inside their sister, but not be being incesty. Full, you know what I mean? Yeah, this you isn't can't wrong. Control it. You're just your sister's baby, and she's just cleaning you. Yeah, she naturally would, and you're her baby, so now she's got to breastfeed you. Yeah, so I think that's where it's really for is the people who are and do have incestuous feelings that they want to play with, but this is like a little less wrong for them. Or maybe they're jealous of their sister being able to do that, and they they want to take the power away by being the baby. (laughs) Whatever it is for you. (laughs) 
everyone should take the time to meditate on who they are what I, what, in this. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, somebody in this. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody's is definitely somebody Everybody's either the dude, the chick, or the baby. It <laughs> doesn't matter what gender you are, too. You could or be, the cum. You could be the cum. You could be the, <laughs> could be the, the dead, dead babies. Yeah, semen. Seems. I don't know. I made that poor. The well, semen. The semen's. Yeah, semen particles. I don't know how I'm going to title this Spermic. fetish though. <laughs> like, what do you even call this? The the. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, how do you even describe? Like, like, if you're like, yeah, I got a kind of a weird fetish. It's like, well, what is it? I mean, late don't worry. Don't tell. You know, I'm a weird late shit. term cum dumpster. Uh, Baby tw- incest. Not twin cest, not twin, incest, yeah, but incest, pregnancy, uh, abortion. Oh, wait, you're aborted? No, pregnancy. Uh, sorry, after birth cleaning. After birth cleaning. Yeah, breastfeeding. You can't really. You, yeah, it's. You need a picture. You need. This is like a. This is like the, a hot. There could pot. be a German This is like a word. hot pot of fetishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just throwing everything we got in the hot. Yeah, pot. exactly. Fetish hot pot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there could be a German or Japanese word for this uh, scenario, but we don't have one What's funny is that, like, this image, I guess this is a really bad image, but, like, you could tell it was a screenshot from a forum, but it's just labeled Preg 1. Like, it's the first pregnancy one, and somebody's, nice. like, thinking, like, man, this is your this is where you Starting start. Point, yeah, what's episode two going to bring Coming us? into a... <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's, and, yeah, nice and elaborate. <laughs> also, as somebody with a penis who used to be able to ejaculate... Uh, I, I've tried I've thought about fucking somebody who's pregnant before. Yeah. It just feels odd. I don't think I could do that if I weren't like in love. Well, I don't know. Actually I could probably do that. But it's just like I'm trying to get into the idea of like, you know, we said everybody's somebody in this, so it's like, what if you're the dude in that? Or the penis person, you know, it, you yeah. actually can't see like the chest at all. It it could be a lady. Although if it's a lady, she it's just empty, blowing empty loads, you know. Yeah. But like what if you're the person that's fucking coming in them? Like you know, do you think that person's getting off on coming on a baby? Like, oh. do you think there are people who are into fucking pregnant? Because there, there are people who there be. are people who have pregnancy fetishes. That's a weird kind of pedophilia. Like, preterm. I don't pre- want the baby prenatal, to be born. Yeah, prenatal pedophile. Prenatal pedophile. Yeah, you want him still inside. That I want is, to come on I a like the space, idea, but while it's think, inside someone else. Because I think you could easily have that fetish be something where it's just kind of like oh, you're pregnant and that's hot or something. But no, I like the idea that it is straight up pedophilia. You want the tip of your dick. To, like, to touch a to, little baby ear, or just to like just to pa- <laughs> just to hit the sack, I guess, to hit the cervix hard enough to know that to you're shake jostling the baby. It. So yeah, yeah you're, you're shaking that baby. <laughs> hey, hey, baby, you're trying to get the baby to come because babies do yeah. come. They do like masturbate and stuff. I don't know if they come, like, but they see them. Um, yeah, you're masturbate. trying to like get the you're baby to get like, the baby yeah. dick. Yeah, like because do sex hormones because you know everything feeds. They get that through. cycle started early. That yeah. cycle of rape. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is the most uh, innocent. Wow, kind of way pedophile to take a really rape. innocent fetish no. and turn it to pedophile rape. <laughs> it <laughs> is <laughs> the most innocent kind of pedophile rape. You know, if you were going to do one kind of pedophile rape in your life, this is the one you should do. Just trying to give the baby an orgasm by shaking the woman's the service with your dick. I don't dick. think it's pedophile rape because I don't think babies are people. There you go. You know, babies can't consent. So it depends on where you're at. You're not. Con- you don't consent to being born. You don't consent to being aborted. You're. I don't think you're a person until you know you've got like a very strong you can't heartbeat. Either consent and or even not then, consent. once you have a very strong heartbeat, you know, I can find a fucking cactus somewhere that I can like measure some intelligible life on. I'm sure more than a fucking baby, right? Uh-huh. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying. Okay. You know, like <laughs> there's no support behind that. Uh-huh. I'm just a white claw deep. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't think 
I don't think you can consider it pedophilia if you don't consider like the baby a person. Oh yeah, but I do consider the baby a person, <laughs> oh. and I certainly can consider uh, <laughs> pedophilia. I mean, it does. No, I don't know what you mean by person because I mean, I'm it's just like me, well, you know, like, like babies are pe- babies are people. T- babies are alive. You know all the pro life shit you hear about, like yeah, how life yeah. begins at conception. I fucking don't believe that, and therefore I don't. Believe I mean, it's pedophilia. I think there's a range from like. It can be pedophilia of, in your heart. Yeah, exactly. Legally. It's totally pedophilia. That's first of all, I would yeah maintain that it's pedophilia in their heart, then it counts. Because if it's a life to <laughs> if it's a life to the penis person or the lesbian with, or whatever woman with a strap on, yeah, um, she could be a pedophile. Whatever too. weird pro life position you're operating from, <laughs> you know, um, no, but I but I do think that um, there's a window from kind of I don't know how many weeks, but but 18 well just some number of weeks to like two years old where it's eh, or a year old i don't know till it still starts walking or something where you're in that fetus range because you know human babies are born really early compared to other animals they're usually born ready to run right out onto the field you know what i mean like horses and stuff just come out crazy horse unfolds and just runs off whereas humans are still (laughs) born fetuses so we're just like helpless fetuses for a while kind of like a koala or kangaroo outside the patch you know we're just like these gooey weird fetuses that keep living so there's a time period from there to there where i'm like eh, you're in a great <laughs> period to me lots of cultures used to throw newborns off cliffs if they had hair lips or something or they would just feed them to the wolves or something if they were just like oh this one's you know got some kind of one of those things with the eyes that we know that turns out they're happy but stupid you know they would just throw them off <laughs> of a <laughs> god damn it you know um, as you do <laughs> as you do and there's still a culture you know because it's ma- it's expensive to maintain a fetus and baby person for a while and to get the and to get a human in general to the point where we're able to like take care of ourselves so you're just a burden if you know and they don't they didn't have time for you to be burdens your whole you know that was just natural kind of stuff so to me when you talk about is it a baby or a human? I'm like, yeah, it's to the mother. It's to the people who care, right? If Because the difference between when it's inside of her and when it's outside of her, like, you know. Negligible. Negligible. Okay, the ones where you could cut it open and take her the baby out and it's alive, obviously that's just as much of a person as like the moment of parturition, the moment it comes out of her vagina. It's just how we feel about it. If we want it to live, then it's a baby and we love it and and it's a mother and you know, if we don't if we don't wash your then hands you wash your on. hands and move on like our ancestors did and always have whatever religion they were or weren't you know women have been doing abortions since before we had coat hangers much less the surgeries and pills that we have now women were smoking lavender and throwing themselves downstairs and doing everything they <laughs> needed to do you know and you just again if it you'd... reminds me of that fucking scene in polyester where the daughter gets pregnant and like she like comes home and is like trying to kill herself she's got a hammer and it's like trying to hit herself with something and then what she's like throwing herself against the side of an arm of a sofa <laughs> trying to fucking kill her baby it's polyester it's like a 1980s john waters movie oh that sounds fun it's fucking hilarious oh my god <laughs> she's just like i don't want it well and you know how like okay <laughs> i watched it with alexis and alexis was appalled at the thing and i'm just like on the couch whatever that is um okay but you know how like and we've talked about this i think on the podcast before but there's people who uh, you know talk about like the liberals want late-term abortion to be legal and as if i want post-term abortion yeah to be post-term legal. for sure but but also <laughs> um it, the only time that anyone ever gets a late-term abortion in real life is when 
the the life of the baby and or the mother is now all of a sudden in jeopardy and they realize the baby's not going to make it anyway and or someone's going to die or whatever. That's the only thing. No one waits and they're like, oh, fuck, I forgot I was pregnant and it's due tomorrow. Hey, doctor, can you? And no one does this on purpose except in our fantasy. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I forgot I was pregnant. I mean, some drug addicts like really, yeah, but at that point, don't you want to abort the fucking thing? Do you want society saddled with another? Oh, God, there's another poor gas station clerk that's going to give me wrong change. yeah <laughs> exactly like you want this crack baby to go from foster home to foster home and then its grandparents finally decide to take it back but they're fucking raping it the rest of its it reminds me childhood. of that bill hicks joke where like he talks about like you know <laughs> watching cops and like you know her the ladies like crack her spawn you know <laughs> like coming uh-huh. out and it's just like yeah that sounds about right that's <laughs> like like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> Lost another genius. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about? Well, it started. Well, you, 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 oh, no, but of course. So, yeah, so no one's doing that on purpose, except for our fetish people who are like, have a fetish for getting pregnant and then getting late term abortions or using the baby to fuck themselves from the inside out. We're pretty sure we invented no one's ever really done. Just for, if any sweet sweet old lady is listening to this and doesn't get what, when we're joking or not, probably that has never happened. Um, Hopefully, or do we hope that it's happened? Uh, I kind of, I mean, I don't know, you know, like I, how we I, like I, serial killers and sociopaths and stuff. I, I, I like, in a place of like yes, but yes, where it's like I hope it has never happened. Schrodinger's woman who's ever purposely late term aborted her baby yeah. in order to fuck herself. I from don't the inside want that to happen, out. but it, part of me, I you if know, it ha- I feel we a little bit of like a thrill huh. in the possibility that it has happened, and that's where we want to leave it. And the potential for human kind, the breath general. of human experience, God's mind wants to experience once purposefully leaving a fetus in there as long as possible until it feels like a baby and then using it to fuck yourself from the inside out as you birth it and push it in and out uh, you can to go back and listen to this segment on a previous episode too we go into because <laughs> that's not even bonus material that's just what we give you for free here on agenda fluids at ariel isaac at penny pressure core anyway um no but so if with this fetish what we have here is we could have a woman who's purposely leaving uh, a baby growing in there just so that she could have someone jizz onto it and then she could shit it out or whatever and then lick it and then you could breastfeed a dead baby or something. I mean, I do like the idea. You don't actually want the baby, but you do want this experience. See, here's the thing. In my little side, I'm, I, you know, I'm, there are people who like identify as like newborn, right? Like that's just like the littles often have like an age range, right? And so they just want to be like a newborn kind of baby. Does anyone identify as a fetus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm an eight week. What are you? I'm an eight week. (laughs) Just the heartbeat so far. That's the little place I love. That seems very meditative, actually. I want to try that with the it's, girl. It's very low-key age play. You just have to, like, take your caregiver in for, like, an appointment yeah. every night. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm yep, just, heartbeat's <laughs> still good. And I ask the girl if we can role-play that I'm her for five-week-old fetus before she had an abortion. <laughs> but, but it's like, I, I could get into the breastfeeding side of things, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't want to be a newborn. And But the idea of being pushed out of someone's cum-filled and covered vagina as a baby is sexy to me 
I can get into that too. Yeah. I just don't really care about her licking me clean. I don't care about my mom. I don't like just being licked at all. I'm it's against my religion that anyone ever. Well, it's not even my mom. Well, it's my mom and sister. Sister, yeah. Which is interesting because you usually hear like wife and sister, or here's my husband and brother, right? Mm -hmm. You know, as a joke, but it's not mom and sister. This is a specifically fantastical fetish. Wait, could it be your sister? I guess if it's a product of incest, she's yeah, your sister. Yeah, this is a long line of incest going on anyway, right? So it's like she's your sister and your dad or a mom that can still come with sperm in it is fucking your sister. And you've already been impregnated by them. And this is like another... Or, or like maybe they're renting your sister out for a gangbang after your father or mom that can shoot come has already impregnated you, right? Yeah. Impregnated her. And then random dudes are just fucking her. This is a pretty involved There's story of, in like a very short description. Because I want to read the description one more yeah. time. There's a lot of moving parts that you could play with here. Do you ever fantasize about being a fetus inside your sister's womb while a bunch of guys take turns fucking her? Then she gives birth to you and you slide out covered in strangers come. And she licks you clean then breastfeeds you. What I, What I really like about this though is that like she gets fucked so hard in my head that she it induces labor. Mm-hmm. Maybe th- maybe this isn't even like a bad kind of like sister being sold. I mean, there's definitely incest there. So realistically, it's bad. But it's not she's being sold out. It's like, yeah, it's just our family history. Women have a hard time inducing labor. We found the only way to do that is a gangbang. Like yeah. she just gets if she just if you know you're four weeks past and you haven't like had the baby yet, like. We just get the townspeople together to fuck you a bunch well, and like it induces also, labor. It's just some weird genetic trait in your sister slash mom. This could also be one family. of those cultures <laughs> where, um, which have happened, if not are continue are currently happening, but there's at least been a few of these, a number of these cultures where there's not really a lot of pair bonding going on, but women are fucking all the men in the village after a hunt and or like ritually because then all of the men, no one knows who the father is of any of the babies. And so all of the men feel a shared vested interest and stake in all the kids. And so it just creates this like village cult tribe mm, where everyone. Maybe it's not even his like has, biological sister. It's just like communal si- just community this is, sister. That sister. Yeah, yeah. This is like Mormons. Like a capital S sister. Yeah, everyone's your brother or sister. Or like in my religion where everyone's mommy or daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. One day you'll get raided by the FBI. <laughs> no, we're going to play it all right. I've been watching Wild Wild Country and, you know, seeing where they're going, where they went wrong. And um, my cult's going to... Don't you worry about us. Don't you worry about us. <laughs> we're going to be fine. My religion. Excuse me. <clears throat> well, do you want to find some queer news? I mean, we've got yeah. plenty. We, we're, we're at a full-length episode. The fetish kind of devolved into its own little segment. So if we want to do like one short queer news thing. Oh, but can... <laughs> I don't know if you heard me say this, but I am going to ask the girl if I can role play being the five week old fetus that she had before getting an abortion, <laughs> taking an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Just meditate as a life inside of her. <laughs> it's about to be sad. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how that one goes. She did let me pluck some uh, hairs out of her toes yesterday. She was just like reading the news and I was just like playing and then watching. Like, she was my like, stop. stop. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> a few times. At first she was like, that wasn't hurt. That one, oh, it really hurt. 
And I'm like, yeah, did it? <laughs> now you're turning tell into me, a bratty tell service me more. <laughs> Yeah, tell me more. I know. And then finally, the, like, stop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Because, you know, we're such sweet little lesbians together. So I got to get her to get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a way. That's probably why, yeah, that's a real <laughs> fetish that I have is plucking those toe hairs until she starts sounding angry. Actually angry. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast.